Well, hey guys, Bill Santos here, uh, EMP Oakville, our job placement tips podcast. Welcome to this latest episode. Want to remind you of our uh, website, empoakville.com. That's E M P O A K V I L L E.com. Or you can always email us at info at empoakville.com. Info at empoakville.com. On today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about thinking differently and getting more jobs, what successful organizations are doing. You know, I've had the opportunity to do this work for a long time and travel to many countries and, you know, many jurisdictions. Very interesting to see that the the similarities, uh, regardless of the geography of the organizations that are successful, all of the organizations that are successful tend to have certain characteristics in common. So for example, uh, the organizations that are successful at putting hard-to-serve job seekers to work, and that's what I mean by being successful, putting hard-to-serve job seekers to work, uh, have someone in senior management as the champion for that. So someone that at a senior management level that makes sure that the focus stays on that, that there's talk about that, that the statistics are gathered on that, that... uh, you know, when you come together for meetings, there's a focus on how many people are we putting to work, how are they getting to work, and is looking at the caseload to ensure that uh, folks that are transitioning to employment are also coming from that part of your job search, job seekers pool that is deemed your hardest to serve candidates. And so uh, that's one of the characteristics that I have seen. The other thing is that they just think differently. The organizations just think differently about how to transition people to employment. And so, you know, so we call this how do you know, uh, think differently and get more, you know, more jobs, what successful organizations are doing. How we think guides how we act and how we act reflects how we think. And so, you know, as you sit and you listen to this and you look at the outcomes, employment outcomes of your organization, it may very well require that you need to think differently about how it is that you do job job placement. There's some terms that we use that uh, you may not be familiar with. One of the things we talk about are complex caseloads. And what we mean by a complex caseload is that it's a caseload that is diverse. Diverse in the sense that um, there are uh, a number of individuals on that caseload that have a variety of barriers to employment. So from fewer to more barriers to employment. And the 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 more uh, the larger the group of hard to serve job seekers on your caseload is, the more complex uh, that we we you know we deem that caseload to be. And so historically, what employment programs have done when it comes to serving these you know these these harder to serve job seekers is doing things like you know what we call intensification. It's just it's taking the same solution and just doing it for longer. So for example, you know, we have a six-week training program. Well, if we deem the job seeker harder to serve, we're going to extend that to 16 weeks. It's just the same thing. We just we just intensify it. We just do it for longer. Uh, other organizations have used uh, wage subsidies, right? We're going to incentivize the employer to hire this individual that we deem harder to serve uh, through a wage subsidy or 
you know, perpetual training. We're just going to keep them in going in training and trial. We're going to, you know, we're just going to say there's no jobs out there or we're going to just claim that these job seekers just don't want to work. And so, you know, if that's some of the things, if those are some of the things you're seeing within your organization, then you need to start uh, thinking differently about this and you need to adopt some new employment models and you need to more most importantly come up with the proper blend or the dynamic balance between the two key strategic intervention options when you're doing job placement which are the developmental interventions and the marketing interventions we've talked about this before but just to remind you developmental interventions we mean are those interventions that focus on the job seeker, right? So with the intent of increasing those job seeker competencies. So anything that you're delivering right now in your organization that um, is focused on the job seeker, that would be a developmental intervention. So, uh, you know, job search training, uh, you know, uh, resume writing, those kinds of things. The marketing strategic interventions are those interventions that focus on the employer and what their intent is. The marketing interventions are designed to get the employer to accept your job seeker as they are, right, with whatever external characteristic they possess that causes them to be perceived as harder to serve. So whether that's age or culture or gender or disability or limited skills or uh, a past experience, whatever that may be, the marketing interventions are designed to work with the employer so that the employer accepts the job seeker, you know, where, where they are. And so when you are dealing with the harder to serve job seeker, it's important that you understand that the harder to serve job seeker is going to get, you're going to get better results and more results through the marketing interventions rather than the developmental intervention. So as you make your way down to the caseload and you begin to work towards those harder to serve job seekers, you are going to get much more impact, more results. You're going to be way more effective if you begin to use primarily marketing interventions that focus on gaining the employer's acceptance of the job seeker, then you will in primarily using developmental interventions that will that are used to enhance the job seeker's competency. So you have to begin to look at the the issues of that harder to serve job seeker from a marketing perspective and not from a developmental perspective from influencing the employer so that the employer accepts the job seeker with those particular characteristics versus trying to enhance the job seeker's competencies to overcome uh, those characteristics. And so now, does that mean you do that? No, for every case, well, no. I mean, if you, but you have to understand that if you cannot, if you cannot develop the job seeker so that they match with the employer's hiring requirements the only other option you have is you have to you have to move the employer you have to influence the employer we call it reframe the employer so that the employer accepts the job seeker where they are now at a macro level that will never happen and folks will tell you oh, I don't know any employer I've had people say I don't know any employer that will reframe 
Well, then you're not talking to employers because they won't at a, micro, at a macro level, but at a micro level, they will, you see. And at a micro level, you begin to change their employability standards, their hiring criteria through the marketing interventions. Why? Well, because hiring decisions are very volatile. They vary by employer, time of hiring, task, competitive pressure, employee mix, you know, the type of organization you know, the resources they have available, the amount of time they have available. So all of those things factor in. And so through marketing interventions, you can begin to uh, influence the employer's employability standards or their hiring standards. Now, let me make something perfectly clear here. It's not just that uh, the employer will just hire someone, for example, to be a dishwasher and then they don't have to actually do the job. They, you know, the employer will accept them just sitting there all day not doing the job. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that through the marketing interventions, you begin to influence the employer's employability standards or their hiring criteria so that the employer decides to select this individual as opposed to another individual, not based upon their ability to perform the tasks of the job, but based upon something else, ideally a work behavior or something associated with work ethic. And so that's what you are able to achieve, in fact, through the marketing interventions. And so we have to begin to look at that, you know, at, at, at the employment of the harder to serve from that marketing perspective. And so, you know, the harder to serve job seeker, that they do not fall into that job readiness model. So yeah, if you have only that model, you have to abandon that model because that's not going to work for that particular profile of job seeker. Um, and the marketing strategies for the hard to serve would the employer focus on reframing the hirings, uh, the employer's hiring criteria and the complex caseloads? They are served when you understand what is the proper mix, the proper blend of the marketing interventions and the developmental interventions. Get to the job early influence the employer's hiring standards, and you're going to see more of that harder-to-serve population going to work. Again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to write to us at info at empoakville.com. Check out our website, empoakville.com. See what kind of workshops we got coming up, and we'll be back again next time. Take care. It's good talking to you.